reports direct from Melbourne courtside and from our offices in New York City. It's the Australian Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, another day of the Australian Open podcast here. I'm Ed McGrogan in New York with Steve Tigner down in Melbourne. Uh, day five of the tournament, wrapping up the third round started play today. Um, and the the big match of the day that we saw coming in uh, strictly from strictly from the competitors was Justin Annan and Svetlana Kuznetsova. He had nine major titles between the two, uh, meeting in the third round just because of some recent uh, recent dips in play and their rankings were a little, were a little lower, so they end up meeting you know bef- much bef- much earlier than they normally would at a slam. They've been in major finals, um, and Kuznetsova ends up taking this one six four seven six. Uh, it was ten eight in the second set tiebreaker. Um, entertaining match for a two setter, uh, which you don't often see, um, and that's what we mostly wrote about today on the site. Um, Steve, what do you uh, think of that one? Um, it was good. It was it was dramatic. It wasn't it wasn't the best played match. Um, they started out, you know the second set tiebreaker started out with four on four stairs and five first five points, but they were going for you know that's what Kuznetsova does. She plays. She doesn't give much rhythm whether she's playing well or not playing well. It's tough to get a rhythm with her. That's the kind of tennis that that happens when she plays. Um, and hands the same way. I think both of them felt like they needed to go for their shots immediately, and and they did. It got really good in the latter half of the tiebreaker when they started to when they started to hit their shots. Um, neither of them could quite finish finish the other one off. I think the the most interesting thing Justine said afterwards that she wasn't one hundred percent. Her elbow has been hurting her. She's been using his foam balls in a warm up, and she to, uh, because her elbow still is hurting, and she she had a brace on today. Um, but Kuznetsova is the more interesting. She's come out this year and looks pretty good. She's lost some weight. She um, had a good win over Stoser a couple weeks ago, and now she played. You know, she really played a determined match against Henan. There was one point she's lost a lot of close matches to Henan. She's lost 16 times to her, and she let a she she got nervous at five four. And when she was serving for the match, she blew that. She got to the tiebreaker, and Hennen got a set point, and this is that was sort of a typical moment when Hennen would take over the match. But this time, you could see they played a really long point because Nutsiva won that point with a with a backhand winner that sort of showed that you know she wasn't going away this time. She she said afterwards that she you know she was nervous, but she she didn't feel any real fear going out this time. She feels pretty good about herself right now. Yeah, maybe that she was just content as to what's going to happen. She 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 served for the match twice in that set, and um, and then mm-hmm. in between that, well, she served for the match and immediately, of course, broke Ennen and um, you know got the chance again, but still didn't convert. It seemed it seemed that both of them at times kind of played off each other a little bit when when they were playing kind of poor tennis. That's what happened for both of them, and then you saw some points, um, especially some of the later ones at tiebreaker where. There are some of the better rallies of the match where both women were uh, were, were hitting the best, and it kind of ended up being the best uh, tennis at just certain stages of the match. It was kind of it wasn't like you said a clean match by any means at all, um, but there were yeah, some really nice. Because that's what I said afterwards. She said it was sort of turning into some comedy. There's some women's drama, you know, sort of a 
yeah. refer, referring to the, that idea of, of women breaking each other multiple times when it, when it gets down to the close points, close type spots in a match. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it was probably you know I would say the the match of the day despite all that from what I, from what I saw here. Yeah, it was very um, it was it was very you know it was a good atmosphere in, in labor. It's the first time that there's been a good match during the day in labor. It really had like a feel because of the two players. Uh, it also had the feel of like a of a you know semifinal, maybe not a final, but a, but a later round it had that sort of atmosphere to it. Yeah, the other two at Labor weren't very good, actually. Now that you mentioned that, they were just Federer, Melise, and um, Wozniacki over Sabolkova, kind of straightforward stuff. Um, and now Federer... Venus, just, Venus just retired from her yeah? match. Yeah. Oh. Her um, well, the, so there you go. Labor is just yeah, yeah, it's a curse. It's the, a curse. Graveyard of, the graveyard of Labor. Um, so, and then the other... We mentioned Federer. We have him kind of writing, getting back on track after the Simone match. And there's in that quarter of the of the draw, there's Federer, um, there's Vavrinka and Roddick. They're all in the same quarter. They all played today. Um, Roddick, he comes back from a set down, uh, lose the first set against Robin Hassa, um, takes the last three after starting off kind of just weathering a, a big storm, and then. Vavrinka in the first night match against Monfils, um, this was a he wins in straight sets. It was a really long first set. Um, you were there for that, and then the last two sets, Vavrinka basically just couldn't miss um, backhand, forehand, serve, you name it. Um, yeah, it was good. He he won a tournament in Chennai to start the year, and he's been playing well this this tournament. This is probably his best match. He we know about his backhand, but he was really dominating with his forehand as well. Monfils, when he you know when he lost the first set, he um, he pretty much went away. He went away at the end of the tiebreaker. He had five four. He tried a drop shot and missed that, and then double faulted. Sort of a typical you know Monfils performance, unfortunately. But but I didn't get the feeling Bob Rinka was going to lose that set at any point. He just seemed like he seems like he is playing about as well as he's as he's played in the past and and winning those. I just felt like he was going to win a close set if it, you know, whatever happened. Yeah, he, 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 some of his points just kind of remind me exactly of how he was playing, um, in Flushing Meadows where he, he just missed getting to the semis, I believe. Um, yeah, he lost to Usney in five. To Usney, that's, that's right, yeah. Um, he looked real strong there, and, and I, and that would be a, a game or a match where, him and Roddick are going to play. Um, mm-hmm. What do you see, I guess, going forward with that if you want to take an early, early uh, stab I mean, at that match? Just watching, you know, Roddick has been solid. He, he um, Hassa was, was winning the rallies against him in the first two sets. Typical Roddick, he was hitting a lot of aces, but making, not making a lot of errors, and that eventually got him through. He, Hassa double-faulted in the tiebreaker, and that was, that was pretty much enough. Roddick hit an ace on the next point, and the tiebreaker's over, and and the match is completely turned around. So Roddick, we, I think we know what he's going to do. He, I, he was saying today he feels pretty good. He feels consistent, not, you know, nothing special. Vavrinka, though, you know, Roddick has generally beaten, has beaten Vavrinka in, uh, beat him in the Davis Cup a couple of years ago and has handled him with that serve and then with been able to 
to be more consistent, take play his game, and, and get Bobrinka to miss. Because Bobrinka does has missed in the past. He hits a heavy ball, but he takes he does take chances. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Roddick would typically win this match, but I I kind of like Bobrinka just from the way he's been playing for since he hooked up with Lundgren, uh, right. Lundgren about four or five months ago. He's yeah. you know, he's been he's been playing better tennis. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And as for Federer, he gets uh, perennial whipping boy Tommy Robredo in the fourth round. So I, I mean, I think Fun it's, it a, yeah, I think it's a pretty nice, uh, nice way for him to. Yeah, he got two prop- nice, two nice matches after Simone. The Malise match was pathetic. Yep. Uh, yeah. And Robredo, I don't can't imagine Robredo putting up a lot of resistance. Yeah, Melise seemed to have the white flag out by like the third or fourth game of the match, not even just the third set. It was, um, yeah, and it wasn't very pretty at all from even oh. even a Federer match standard. So, um, but that's all for now. Um, that's the the look at the first half of the third round. It'll be completed tomorrow, and uh, that'll set up the fourth round. We'll get back to you tomorrow and the rest of the week with the Tennis.com podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 